1: this like destination that we hit one day i want to use it as like a choice to how we live our life every day
0: welcome to the
1: earn your happy podcast
0: i'm lori harder founder of the bliss project three time fitness world champion fitness expert and cover model turned self-love junkie lifestyle entrepreneur and author here we go. Jess, I'm so excited that you came on this podcast. This is normally where I have just solos and quickies, but you know, because I've been quarantined, I've literally been like, Hey, let's use this opportunity to talk to other Epic humans that you've been wanting to talk to.
1: So here we are. I'm so excited to be talking to you. I know quarantine, I feel like, has made me way more of a social person. I'm like chasing my mailman down the street. Like, how was your day? <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> like, Get away from oh, me. We're <laughs> <life> my Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go deep right away. I only yeah. got like 30 seconds with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what made you want to become a mailman? Yeah. We can't
0: waste this opportunity. <laughs> that is how it feels. Oh my God. And it's funny because there's so many people that I would love to talk to like, and do yeah. long form interviews. But I, I book it's, I had no idea this would become a problem for me where I, I, I do have so many people I want to interview now that I'm booked so far out that I'm like, I'm not going to yeah. wait this long to do it. So I think I have to actually add more, like I have to come up with another podcast so I can start talking to more
1: people. Oh, I'd be down to brainstorm with you on that. I know. That I know. Awesome. And what a great problem to have.
0: It, it is this was not a problem years ago but it is now so i'm grateful yeah. for it um jess you have a couple awesome things so we're we're gonna talk about some like very real things in business um or when you're you're going for your dream so whether you have a business or you have a big dream or whatever that is um we're gonna touch on what that really looks like and feels like in the beginning and you have a book called chasing the bright side and you also have a company called Head, headbands of Hope you have like 30 seconds on each of them. Go Let's do it.
1: Okay. So first <laughs> starts with the Headbands of Hope. I, this was my college dorm room startup. As, oh. like, as literally scrappy as they come, I had no idea what I was doing. Couldn't even spell entrepreneur, but I was entering <laughs> her Make-A-Wish and I saw a lot of kids that were losing their hair to chemotherapy mm-hmm. and they wanted to wear headbands after hair loss, but no one was giving them that. They were giving wigs or hats. So I started Headbands of Hope. And for every headband sold, we donate one to a child with an illness. And we've donated over 600,000 headbands now, which has been wow. kind of crazy. And we've reached every children's hospital in America in 22 countries. And wow. so really the the start of Headbands of Hope and the story of it spread into my other companies that I have. Uh, Mic Drop Workshop is my online course for more women to become female speakers and, and get paid to do it. So like so many times I was seeing women speak for free or have a token woman on the roster. So Mic Drop Workshop helps women craft their story and sell it as speakers. And then Chasing the Bright Side is the message out of that about how we can use optimism to create the life that we want to live.
0: Okay. That's amazing.
1: Your book didn't come out too long ago, right? Yeah, no, it just came out recently. Oh my God.
0: So exciting. That's okay that's a whole other podcast. I'm not going to go there because this is only like 20 minutes. So I'm going to dive into the meat immediately. Starting out, what does it look like when you are first, like literally starting that first business and you have these expectations on what you're doing and all of a sudden you get hit
1: with something unexpected? I know that far too well. (laughs) Starting Headbands of Hope. And I literally was just shooting at the hip with what I had. I didn't know how to build a website. So I met with this student every day for lunch for her to teach me Photoshop (laughs) and Shopify. And I literally paid her in Chipotle burritos. I I was like burrito strapping my business. Oh my God. Can I work with you? (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to trademark that. And I, um, I asked a graphic design class to create a logo as like a class assignment and like Tried to pick the best one. So I really was just looking at what I had and not Mm -hmm. focusing on what I didn't. And then it was time to actually create the product. So I had the website, I had the logo, things were coming together. And I found this database for manufacturers, started going down the list, hoping that one of them would just take a chance on me. You know, like I know I'm not Nike, I know I'm not, you know, this big company, and I'm probably emailing you from like a dot edu email address with like comic sans font or something really embarrassing (laughs) but hoping that they would just see the good in this idea and after months of radio silence this uh factory in kansas finally got back to me and they wanted to get on a call one thing led to another we were they loved it and they would you know create samples and send me a picture of different headbands and we probably talked every day um uh, once a week for about like two months. I mean, it was pretty, pretty in depth. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, okay, let's, you know, let's do a first round of production. Let's, let's make these headbands. And so they sent me over the invoice and that invoice was for $10,000. And they were like, oh, the first, first round is going to be more expensive than the other rounds. And I knew nothing about production. I'm like, I have, you know, what's, yeah. Like what's standard, what isn't. But this was a problem. This was about ninety five hundred dollars more than what I had in like my college <laughs> bank acu- account at the time. I'm like still, you know, eating ramen noodles for dinner. So I started to do some research on what I could do uh, to get this money. And I was like, can I get an investor? You know, like Shark Tank and give up some equity? Can I get a loan from a bank? Pay mm-hmm. interest? And I was talking to my dad about these options, and he's an entrepreneur, and I wanted his advice. And he sat me down and he was like, look, I've seen your business plan. I really think this is actually a good idea and it's going to work. And one of the mistakes I made was giving up too much equity in my company too early. Mm -hmm. And I don't want you to have to do the same thing. So I will front you a loan for $10,000 and you can pay me back as the business starts to make money. And that was like, hearing my dog speak English, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) I I couldn't believe that he believed in this idea that he believed in me. I ran to the bank. It was a Friday afternoon. I like walked in there. I like printed out my wiring instructions because I'd never sent a wire transfer before. I wired them $10,000 and I never heard from them again. Oh God. Yeah. When did you realize it? Um, it had been, it was like a few days and I kept following up, following up called went straight to voicemail. I mean, something fishy was going on and it was literally like a moment where I thought maybe this is a sign, you know, maybe this is a sign that it's not me, like that I'm not qualified to be here. What, Mm -hmm. who did I think that I was to think that I could do something like this? And we went to court and it was just like, that's when I learned a lot about the legal system too. It was just, I mean, the money was gone, and you're just spending more money and legal fees trying to be right about something. Mm. And I remember going to bed like a week or two into this and like closing my eyes. And I'm sure maybe some of you are like me, where you run through all your biggest life's mistakes before you go to bed. (laughs) And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm like thinking, you know, this isn't about the embarrassment of failure. Like, I feel like I could move on from just being embarrassed. This is about. This problem not being solved, like this itch not being scratched. And that was what I couldn't live with. Mm. And so I got up, I got this $200 grant that my school was giving away to students who were starting businesses. And I bought two headbands from this supplier that I found on Etsy in Bismarck, North Dakota, who let me buy like really low minimums. And I put those up on my website April 25th, 2012. And now we have over 200 products on the website and uh, I never took outside money again after that. Wow. Yeah. It's just, it was just such a, um, like determining factor in the beginning of the grit that I had for this idea because I believed in it, And that's why I truly believe like optimism is that key ingredient for grit, which is what chasing the bright side is all about.
0: Oh my God. So before we dive into that, because I want to come back to optimism being the key for grit. Um, It's, I want to almost prepare people. I don't want to prepare people for the worst, but you, you kind of, you kind of have to, you have to know, you have to know worst case scenario. You have to ask yourself what you'll do in that scenario. And what are you going to go back to to pull you through it? It's not like you want to sit in it and think about what bad things are going to happen in my business. But I do think people, like, once you have something like that happen, it does make you think more um, critical thinking, right? It's more just like, okay, here are all the things that could go wrong. Mm -hmm. Am I, you know, could I handle them? Could I get through them? Do I have people who could help me get through them? Yes. Okay. Stop thinking about it and now go to hope, right? Like, you have to keep thinking of what could go right. And I do. I don't, I don't know if this is a great belief to put out there, but it's my belief, what I have found. And I think it is that when you move forward with a, a dream, you're gonna, you're gonna get a test that says, are you the right, like, can you move through this? And are you going to have enough grit to move through when the tough stuff comes? And look at what happened. You got to learn about the legal system. You now know- like,
1: Contracts, 50%, you know, deposits. Yes. I mean, it changed the course of my business. And I yeah. think something else that I realized too, and it took me a while to realize, is that like our wounds are not our worth. So, mm-hmm. for so long, I would draw a connection to any time I messed up to who I am as a person, mm-hmm. when instead we should be drawing that line to just the process of growth and change and going for it. There's going to be like the speed bumps are inevitable. But mm-hmm. for a while, I thought that that meant who I was as a person, like I'm not qualified, I'm not supposed to be here when really it's just actually a sign that you're in the game.
0: Oh my God, yes. You actually just spurred like such a thought in my head that that it's like, it's essentially paying for an education as an entrepreneur. Like there's no like, hey, go to college, be an entrepreneur. It's literally like, okay, I I
1: paid $10,000 for a a technically priceless lesson. Oh my gosh, I love that reframe. Like I am going to use that. So (laughs) it really really is. And then once you start actually connecting with people who have done something, whether that's, you know, they started a company that they're successful at, whether they're Mm -hmm. Olympic athlete or whatever it might be, you realize that once you get to the core, like no one had a smooth A to B. No, no. one did. And, but the things that we see now are, you know, like the, the peaks and not the valleys. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think it's just so important, you know, people like you do this really well to be transparent, you know, about, about some of the struggles and about some of the hardships because people need to be able to see themselves mm-hmm. in success. And if all they're seeing is the perfect picture, then they'll never think, hey, that could be me. You know? Yes. I've had some very expensive lessons. (laughs) Um,
0: Yes. I invested um, like way before I even had it, like $75,000 in some coaching. Um, That was very much like I was being told I could essentially be kind of like groomed by this person and all of my dreams would be kind of on the other side of it. Well... I was bright eyed, bushy tailed and wanted wanted it to be handed to me after thinking I had done
1: hard work. And little did I know that was the very beginning of the hard work. So um, yeah, <laughs> I, Lots of that those. is such a like interesting example because I feel like so many people um, have been told by someone, it's like, oh, hold my hand, follow me. Mm-hmm. I'll take care of it. And I actually just sent out a newsletter about this the other day where I was like, just getting started in my speaking career. And this guy who I won't name, but we all know what his business is. Let's call him Bill. Um, He -hmm. was one of the big speakers at at that event. And I got done speaking and he comes up to me and he's like, do you have a valid passport? I'm like, yeah, you know, I think so. (laughs) Like I need to check. Mm -hmm. He's like, good, because I'm going to make you a world-class speaker and i literally was like oh this is it you know this, this is, is how it happens and let me go pack my bags and get my passport ready and he never called mm-hmm. like he never called and i remember literally feeling like i was in like high school like boyfriend like waiting to get asked to prom and it never happened and i kept showing up i kept speaking even i kept speaking like for free i kept getting better at my craft and that's what eventually made me the speaking 50 times a year that I do today. And Mm -hmm. I saw him at an event like three or four years after that. And he's like, hey, did my did my agent ever call you? And look, I need to like hook you guys up. And I'm like, I'm good. And that was when I realized it's like, you are your only golden ticket. Mm -hmm. And so many times we attach people, milestones, revenue, follower count to like, oh, once I can get this, you know, then I will like, that'll be the fast track ticket, but it's our consistency and it's our love for our craft that gets us where we need to go. But I just like really resonate with that mistake of feeling like, Oh, that one person, if I can just get be in their tribe, you know? Oh my God.
0: We just, we need to dig into this just a tiny bit more because this is so much of my story. Like I think from from the way that i was raised while i was in such a loving family it was like it you weren't necessarily validated over the things you did it was just like yeah you're loved you know what i mean like of course totally. of course you're loved like but it was never like oh great job you're so good at that you should do that like nothing was um cultivated ever and i had i was a kid who was like a dreamer i wanted to be a dancer i wanted to do all the things and that was just never recognized or like encouraged. And I, I found at a very young age because I never got, I'm words of affirmation is my love language. So I never got validated like verbally by people or felt like I was ever chosen by people or friends or teeth. Like I didn't have those things the way that I grew up. And so my whole life, I can see where I was just so hungry for validation from friends, from groups of You know, women, these influencers I looked up to, authors, speakers, like I just was so desperate to be seen by them that while I was working hard, I spent a lot of my energy really wanting to be liked and loved by them or be accepted. I I would say accepted and validated are the two biggest things. And looking back, it wasn't until I fully had the realizations where I had to either lose a lot of money or like get really blatantly ignored. or get really rejected, like very rejected. I had to get I had to get pretty severely rejected by a lot of people, whether it was magazines, people, uh, you know, podcasts, wanting to speak on their stages, writing books, like just I needed all that rejection to finally go. Can I still love myself even if no one else is choosing me? And yeah. that was a that was a tough moment.
1: But it changed everything. I, I, I wonder like how you walk that line now and cuz i i feel like sometimes i have this like constant tug of war between alignment with what i'm doing and attention of what i'm doing you know it's it's um like walking the line of like how things look based on how things feel mm-hmm. and i think especially in you know the social media age and being um being seen and wanting to be seen sometimes I have a tough time like distinguishing, um, what's, Im- what's important to me. Like I should be doing this or this, this, I need this cause it's going to look good. Mm-hmm. And so I have to do an audit sometimes on the things that I'm chasing and realize, okay, if, if no one knew about this, would it matter? Mm-hmm. Like if no one knew that, that my name was attached to this, would I still be doing this? You know, I said before, when we got on here, how awesome I think it is that you and Chris are doing this thousand dollar giveaway if your name wasn't attached to it, you would still do it because mm-hmm. it means something to you. And that's how I feel with a lot of the work that I do, you know, with Headbands of Hope, with helping women become speakers. But I would do that no matter what. But mm-hmm. then sometimes I find myself chasing this like, oh, like, you know, woman to watch of the year or like whatever, you know, mm-hmm. all this stuff. where I'm like, man, I'm spending a lot of time chasing something that doesn't really matter in the big picture. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, I did that. I did that a lot with, I feel like I finally kind of unshackled myself as of pretty recent of, mm-hmm. of, um, where I found I was leading with that, but not even realizing it. Like when my book came out, that was huge for me. Right. I wanted that title. I wanted to be like, I wanted a New York times bestseller or wall street yeah. journal bestseller, whatever that was. And I was like, no, I'm not attached. I'm not attached, except I was So attached, like every single week I was like, was it there? I was looking at my numbers. I was comparing. And the weird thing about New York times bestseller too, that just messes with your psyche more is that you can actually sell more books than the people who are on the list that week. So that was like crushing. I'm talking to another author. So
1: I know, you know, but I was having these moments. But you think it bestseller list should mean bestseller. It should mean how many books you sold, right? Yeah, exactly. No, I feel you there not only
0: was it like it felt unfair, it felt like um, I, I, I didn't realize the attachment that I had to that title. And, and it made me really step back and be like, okay, it's good to go for those things. In fact, I don't think it would be in the hands of um, half of the people it was in if I didn't have the drive that that created. Mm-hmm. So I decided to not just like abandon those things because sometimes they're actually the drivers that are helping you get it,
1: you know, for, you know what I mean? So I totally, there were parts, you don't want to lose your ambition, but you want to have a healthier relationship with the process.
0: Absolutely. And that took me a while. That took me like a year to be like, okay, what does this actually look like for me? Because now with my new company, it's like, I, I really do want those benchmarkers. I want to be one of the, you know, um, top beverages and whatever this looks like, because I need to strive for a certain number to know it's getting in a certain amount of hands, not just. Not just thinking, because I think where a lot of women can get caught up is like thinking, like if I just focus on the mission and the intention and the love, like that's going to get it out. Well, I see a lot of great companies and
1: events and things that stay really small, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I love that because they're you... not using the data too. Like exactly. The numbers story. Exactly. So for me,
0: that that was mine. So how about you? What's your What's your kind of like? What have you decided or or that you've started to feel has been why, like how you're going to have that relationship with it?
1: Well, I mean, it's totally similar. Same thing, New York York Times aiming for that. And then having this addicted mentality to outcomes, Mm -hmm. you know, and on one hand, I think that that's the reason for a lot of my success. But on the other hand, I also think that that's the reason for a lot of my anxiety. And like, not, I'm like, okay, these are the things that I said that I wanted and they've all happened. Like, why am I still in therapy? (laughs) What, what am I, what am I missing here? And there was actually this one scenario where, um, I was in like women's health magazine, uh, uh, like they picked five women to basically compete, to be on the cover, um, for like their woman of the year or like game changer or something. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so it was months of you know going to New York and like doing this like public voting stuff. And I literally just was like, my life is on hold. I'm doing this thing. And then I won. And then I got an email that they, um, their sponsor pulled out for the cover oh. shoot. Yeah. Oh. And So it turned into this like article on the inside, which again, like, great, whatever. But it was literally like. You know, when I work on things that matter, that time is never wasted because yeah. there's ever, no one's ever going to like take back all the headbands that we donated at Headbands of Hope, or no one's going to like rip those experiences away from women that I helped go on stage and tell their story. But when you chase something that the only like true value is that extrinsic perception, and then it's like you put all your eggs in that basket, and you're just like, was that worth it? Mm-hmm. Probably not. And so that was a real wake up call for me for putting everything else on hold and really having that be my North Star. I think that I don't want to see fulfillment as this like destination that we hit one day. I want to use it as like a choice to how we live our life every day and do that, keep doing that audit and walk the line between like, okay, this is still a business and also making a difference Mm -hmm. because I don't want my life to like be either or you know, like I want to find that lane and do both.
0: Oh my God. Well, clearly, um, this is, I'm looking at the cloud. I'm like, damn it. Why why is this not longer? Um, so I just want to say, thank you so much. You, you just dropped so much wisdom. I don't even think you're, you're going to understand what you just did until you listen again. So, Thanks, Jess. Like, I'm so incredibly excited we got to connect.
1: Yeah, I forgot we were recording. I could talk
0: to you I all know. day long. Seriously, <laughs> that's like why I... That is... Anybody who feels lonely, please start a po- podcast. It will change your entire life. Like, just go for it. It's it's yeah. the most like soul-filling, heart-connecting thing because I feel like I just got to drop in with you like in the most... I know.
1: I needed this today. You have no idea. So, I'm Girl, same. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on. I'm sure we'll yes. talk soon. Where can we find you, Follow you. Um, yes. Mic drop workshop. Yeah. Yeah. Mic Mike, drop workshop.com. You can go to chasing the bright and follow me at Jess Ekstrom at headbands of hope on social media.
0: And her headbands are literally the best. She sent me a little bananas headband. For oh, my bananas. Um, I had the stunning lace headband that you had sent me and I gave it to, um, a friend, her daughter, and she was flipping out. So she was so oh, good. She's like five.
1: Um, so anyway. and we shifted our mission during, um, COVID, we're donating masks to healthcare workers for each one sold. So,
0: oh, that is amazing. Yeah. That is yeah. so awesome. Okay, yeah. you guys go check her out. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thanks, Lori.